0: At 8.46, this week's quotes now with Professor Choi Kyung from Hongik University Law School. Good morning. Good morning. And our quote uh, this week starts with a, a very sad situation. And generally our theme surrounds a sad situation, but one that has dragged on for years, has been perhaps more challenging than it should have been to, to reach this point.
1: Yes, uh, more than a decade really um, since the, the struggle actually started back in 2006. And uh, it's about Samsung Electronics uh, Semiconductor Industry and Panolim, a civil uh, campaign movement that is was trying to really assert rights of workers in that industry.
0: So we've got a quote here from Han Young, who suffered actually a brain tumour after working at Samsung Electronics LCD Factory, was classified as having a first grade disability and said this, Samsung didn't mention the problem immediately, which resulted in more people suffering like I did. They should have told us about the dangers right away when there was a problem.
1: Yes, that's right. This was from an interview uh, that was conducted um, a couple of days ago after Samsung Electronics and Panolim finally came to a settlement agreement after, you know, more than a decade of uh, struggle by the civil society movement. Um, Han Hegyeong is, in fact, I actually um, took this quote from the interview that she did herself, and she suffers from a brain tumor which has left her speech with Im- speech impediment, and it's actually um, you know really heartbreaking to hear
0: Yeah well we actually have the clip itself, so for those who might benefit from hearing the quote in actual words, let's uh, go to that now and then continue discussing it
1: I'm 알아서 해줬으면은 이런 문제는 없었을 거예요. 근데 거기에 대해서 설명도 없었고 이게 문제가 불거져 나 같은 사람들 나오고 죽는 사람들 나왔어요
0: so sad to hear that clip. Um, and even for those who don't have a good grasp of, of the Korean language, Professor Cho, they can hear the suffering. Yes, of a, there. A,
1: absolutely. And,
0: and this is not an old woman, by the way. I mean, for anyone who thinks that, that you're hearing a, a retiree or someone in their 80s or 90s, I mean, this is someone who's...
1: She's quite young still, you know. Young, um, yeah. she, she was working for Samsung uh, in her early 20s and really sort of in her may, maybe mid-20s when she contracted the brain tumour. And it's such a sad case. And she's not the only victim of uh, this um this industry's uh really hazardous environment uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that um Semiconductor industry is not really an in- electronics industry. It's more of a chemical industry. There is so much toxic hazardous chemicals that are used in the processing of the semiconductor, uh, the silicon wafers that are produced, that are used to produce all these um, silicon chips that are everywhere now. You know, in the um, mobile phone that we use every day, in the computer screens that we, you know, uh, used to work with. Uh, Everything, cars, TVs, radios. Um, And so when you think about the fact that Samsung earned something like $50 billion in pure profit last year, Samsung Electronics alone, um, out of a revenue of $240 billion, and 80% of that comes from uh, semiconductor uh, production. Basically, that sort of massive profit is really built on the back of the suffering of these people.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's really terrible to, to talk about this because even just hearing the suffering of people is bad enough, but then to have the extra stress in their lives of not being recognized as facing an unacceptable health risk for so long.
1: That's right. Uh, as uh, Ms. Han pointed out in her interview, the point, the, the real problem was that Samsung never even warned uh, the workers about these potential health risks. And these were really well-known risks um, that had been widely publicized since the 80s. You know, this started with the semiconductor and electronics industry in the U.S., uh, as far back as the 70s. And people started noticing that um, workers in those industries had a, a much higher uh, problems with their reproductive health. They had a greater risk of getting cancer, very particularly very rare forms of cancer. That happens very, very uh, infrequently in the general population. And so in the... Um, late 70s and early 80s, they actually did a very wide uh, research and found out that this was really uh, a health hazard and a health risk for the workers. And all the electronics industry uh, chiefs got together and agreed that they would actually get rid of these chemicals, so you phase out the use of these toxic chemicals uh, from the industry. But what they actually did was really to offshore their production. So it moved from the U.S., to other developing countries like Taiwan, like South Korea at the time, like and now it's happening again with other countries such as Vietnam, uh, Cambodia, etc. So we're mm. basically pushing the, not really addressing the problem directly, but just pushing them away uh, from us. And Samsung... Obviously, knew of these risks, but these were girls, mostly girls, freshly out of high school. They were in their late teens and early twenties when they started working at these, uh, you know, um, f- factories in the production line, and. This was when the production process was still very much manual, not automated. So mm-hmm. these girls were wearing those, you know, um, fully uh, white suits that fully cover you. And people think, you know, clean room for semiconductor production, etc. And you think this must be such a um, sterile health safe environment but it's actually not what they were doing all day was basically dunking the silicon wafer chips into one toxic chemical slurry after another essentially to um, scrape uh, is the word they use basically clean them of any particle of dust uh, because dust is you know uh, fatal to the functioning of silicon chips so um, although those suits that they wear look as if they're like hazmat suits they were actually protecting the environment from the human rather than the human from the environment so these girls had absolutely no warning no protection and after um, working there for a few years a lot of them contracted these really rare forms of cancer leukemia um, non-hodgkin lymphoma you know all these uh, diseases and samsung Categorically refused to recognise that they had any part in it, which is why uh, this uh, campaign by Panolim started.
0: Yeah, uh, again, we can just keep saying it over and over again as a company your automatic presumption should be you know what is it that we can do to improve the conditions for our workers instead of going on the defensive but you know there are a lot of legal reasons and financial reasons why companies do that.
1: Indeed and in fact um, when you know um started litigation against the company uh, they actually won uh, at first instance and also on appeal but what Samsung and and the court ordered Samsung to uh, disclose the mix of chemicals that they use in in the production process, um, because workers to be able to claim their compensation from the workers' compensation board had to prove themselves, you know that. Their disease illnesses were caused by working in that environment, mm, which mm. they couldn't do without the information from the company. But Samsung basically refused to do so, citing, as you say, legal reasons based on trade secret. I mean, it's laughable.
0: We've, we're out of time, but w- what's needed now: do you, a consumer boycott of certain affected products, or legal reforms, no, or both? Absolutely, or?
1: law uh, law reform. Um, we have to address this critical. I- extreme information asymmetry that exists between workers and companies and also put the onus on the company itself when there is a prima facie hazardous environment. uh, It shouldn't be the workers who have to prove that that's why they contracted these rare diseases.
0: Well, we heard earlier in the show, with connection to the Me Too movement, how companies can make life much better for themselves by having an appropriate and responsible response to allegations of sexual assault, for example, it's much the same in any kind of claim of wrongdoing by a company. If your first response is to go on the defensive, you are really setting yourself up for problems. But that I hate even having to give the advice out. They shouldn't be doing it out of pure selfishness anyway, recognising victimhood. Thank you so much, Professor Chow. Great to have you here.
1: Thank you.